0: Welcome to the Generation Arrow podcast. Generation Arrow provides wisdom and instruction for raising children to fulfill their God-given purpose. And now here's our host, author, teacher, and leader mom, Keeley Schaefer.
1: Well, hey there, family. I am so thankful that you joined me today here on the Generation Arrow podcast Maybe you're just tuning in for the first time. And I just want to tell you that Generation Arrow, we are all about you. Yep, the parents, you know who you are, the ones in the trenches, the ones guiding your kids, you're getting it done each and every day. And our goal is to provide you with the wisdom and instruction for raising your children to fulfill their God-given purpose. And I want to prepare you today because you're going to hear one of the greatest episodes we've ever had on Generation Arrow. It's a new day, guys. We have our very first guest on the show, and I've known for a very long time who I wanted to have as my very first guest and I am going to see my dream come true today. We have my pastor, Pastor Brett Jones from Grace Church. He is going to help us today, parents. We are going to glean all kind of wisdom from him today, and we're going to discuss cultivating a culture of honor within our homes, and I've never heard anyone share on honor like Pastor Brett has, and I promise that if you run with this wisdom that you're gonna hear today, you're gonna see transformation in your families. So Pastor Brett, welcome to the Generation Arrow podcast.
0: Thank you, Keely, I'm excited to be here. I've been looking forward to this ever since we talked about it, so hello to everyone. Let's get ready to talk about some great things.
1: Yes, sir, thank you. Well, before we get into our topic, let's just share with our Generation Arrow family a little bit about yourself and your ministry.
0: I've been a blessed person my entire life. God has had his hand upon me. My grandfather started a church in 1945, so my father was raised around church and in church. He didn't actually follow the Lord till he was in his 20s, and then when he did, he had an amazing transformation. He was in the Navy when it happened, and it was just an incredible uh, conversion, and then he began to walk toward the right things of God, walked righteously, holy, found this great wonderful girl that 's part of the reason I think he got saved is she wasn 't going to talk to him if he didn 't get <laughs> saved so uh, my parents they came to Houston, had about twenty people, started a church in the in the sixties, and I have lived my whole life not with perfect people but with people who taught me the right way. It was up to me to follow it, but they taught me the right things. And in that, one of the core things, and that's, you've alluded to it earlier, one of the core things is talking about honor. And we were shown honor in every facet of our lives, and then we had to learn to walk it and live it. So I've been a very fortunate and blessed man. I married a great woman. Uh, she was great before I found her, and she's even greater now, It gave me three wonderful kids. And we've tried to take everything from now, four generations, to try to walk out what the scripture says can be. And we're doing it, and we've been, uh, we've been blessed. And that's what brought us, you and me, together. We mm-hmm. wouldn't be together had we not had these pathways that God converged that were on the honor highway. That's what they're all about. So I, I got here with people pointing me to the right thing, and then I had learned how to make that choice myself. But I've been blessed in every way.
1: Well, sir, thank you for being you and being obedient to continue the legacy that your mom and dad started so many years ago. And I did have the privilege of being your assistant for seven years. And I think I had attended Grace Church for about three years prior to that. And uh, I had just developed such a respect for you and Mrs. Giselle. And I remember before coming on staff, I thought, dear God, please don't let me be disappointed oh, when I see my pastors behind the scenes. But I have never once been disappointed. Oh. I have seen you love people when I know it was not easy to love I have seen you abundantly give mercy and grace uh, to people that most would say they are not worthy of it. Mm -hmm. I've seen you operate this ministry, actually all facets of this ministry, with integrity and excellence. Your generosity is inspiring. You have taught me a lot. But I think one of the greatest things that I have learned from you is the way that you honor the way that you highly esteem others, the way that you give great respect to people to places to things, and I just want to thank you for that
0: well you, what you have spoken right here is seems to me more than I possibly could deserve, but i 'm very grateful that you saw something that you could uh, you could connect to and something that you believed in it 's a disappointment when we see our Spiritual heroes are the people that we've honored and we get close enough to see them and it's not what you thought. I have experienced that before and there is humanity on every one of them, but then you see that some of it had some smoke and mirrors and I really always ask the Lord, don't let me do that. I want to be transparent in what I do. So thank you for your Mm -hmm. kind words.
1: Yes, absolutely. I I appreciate
0: that. I can say you working as my administrative assistant was the wonderful blessing for me, for me to be able to trust someone as well as I could you. Mm -hmm. You heard things about people that didn't need to go anywhere outside of the door, and it didn't. Then you you take it to prayer. How many times I've said, you know, check with this lady, and you'll follow up long past what I ask you to do. I thank you for what you have contributed. Mm. I'm richer because of you. You and Kevin brought riches with you, and then you, you <laughs> brought in just a great administrative gift, and then your personal gift. And when I read your book, I was captivated. I try to write well. I try to speak well. I tried to look for the best language and your book so impacted me. In fact, I wasn't even done with it before I knew what I needed to do in my life, which is sow seeds. And I I brought a seed to you and said, here, I want to sow a seed first into what you've done because I need a harvest in that field. And Mm -hmm. I want your field to expand and grow bigger never knowing we were going to be sitting here talking about this today. (laughs) Right. But look how God
1: works things out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, sir. And how you honor is so powerful. And I think the reason why it's so notable is because it's rare. Hmm. You don't really see people honoring much these days. Do you have any thoughts on what happened? What was the breakdown in our society? Why people are not honoring like they should anymore.
0: it's, It's hard for me to imagine living without honor. Honor to me is the currency that relationships trade on. You and I are sitting here making this podcast. At this moment, I have absolutely no idea where Giselle is. She could be anywhere in this city doing anything. I left her early this morning and she said she had a full day. I said the same. We kissed each other and walked out the door. I don't know where she is but because of the honor I have for that woman, I know where she's not. She's not any place that would compromise our covenant. She's not any place that would be less than what the standard we agreed upon in our lives. Now we didn't this morning say, all right, now remember our standard, remember what we do, because that would be like every day trying to build a spreadsheet from A1 top left corner. We don't do it that way. We have honor. I give her honor, she gives me honor, Honor is not something you wait till somebody does something honorable to do. Honor is what you lead with. Honor means I am going to start you off in the win column. I'm Mm -hmm. going to start you off with a positive. You're not starting at zero. I'm going to give you a deposit into your account of relationship of 10 honor points, and I'm going to give these to you, and I'm going to put them into your account. And until you do something dishonorable, I'm going to treat you with honor. You don't have to do this with people that you just know close. Let's let's do it with everybody everywhere. Mm-hmm. We do it in a way when we're driving our car. You honor that stripe in that road, and I'm honoring that stripe in that road, and both of us are going to live. I honor when I'm in a hurry the clerk at the checkout stand that counts my change back or just hands me my change, and I just put it in my pocket because I'm in a hurry. I'm honoring honesty here. You did the right thing. That you're going to do what's right. So for someone to not have honor, to act dishonorably, That's an enigma to me because I know where that goes. I know that nothing good comes from dishonor. So the breakdown in society, I think, is when trust of our common values went away. Mm -hmm. You know, let's roll back, like maybe World War II time back in there. There was a commonality across the country that said, you know, men do this, women do this, and we all have our places. People left their doors unlocked at night because their kids came in and out all day and they went to the neighbors. You never wondered, is my neighbor a pedophile? Mm -hmm. You didn't wonder if Mrs. Smith down the road feeds my son lunch, is it going to be good? They had something that they honored on that block, and that is we're all here to do the same thing. Now, they may do it in different small ways differently. But overall, we all got here because we're honoring the same sort of thing. And then when that began to blow up where people had personal agendas and each personal agenda at each house makes the block not be able to be cohesive, it doesn't Mm -hmm. come together. So now I don't trust you. If I don't trust you, I can't honor you. If I don't have trust, I don't have honor. Well, I don't know what I do have to work with. We actually don't have much of a relationship at all. Imagine if you lived in a neighborhood that didn't have fences and you know, your yard stops right about here and theirs starts right about here. And suddenly they put a tent up because they're going to have a party and it's two thirds in your backyard. If they didn't walk over and say, hey, Keely, we're going to have a big birthday party. Would you mind if we do these inflatables and half of it, you know, use part of your yard? We're just not big enough. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Or why would you encroach into my yard without at least asking me mm-hmm. if I was okay with that? Of course you wouldn't do that without honor. You don't realize that honor is the fabric of everything we do. It's the way that a husband talks to a wife, a wife talks to children, how we talk to a neighbor, how we talk to our boss, how we talk to one another, how we handle church business or car business or anything else we do has to be done on honor. You know, there's an old axiom that says there is no honor among thieves. Simply thieves, they'll steal from one another because mm-hmm. there is no honor. Now they'll get together and all 10 of them, they're gonna we're going to steal break into this jewelry store and we're going to burglarize this and we're going to take it all. So they come together in a cohesive unit and they do something that is wrong, that's unlawful, all these horrible things. You say, oh, they're a unit. They're good. They're together. Let them all get out of there. And they immediately stop trusting. There's no honor because I know if you joined me in this heinous act of stealing, you'll steal from me. Mm -hmm. And so with no honor, that's why they don't stay together very long. That's why they rat on each other. That's why, that's why things fall apart is because there has to be that common fabric that we're all believing the same thing. We're facing the same way. We have the general ideas of what is right. You could tell back when 9-11 happened, mm-hmm. suddenly everything in America crystallized and we had people standing on the steps of Washington singing God Bless America, all of them together. Now, within a few days, they all went back to their factions. But for a few moments there, you saw, okay, when the heat is on, we do have a commonality in this country. Yeah. And we will come together in honor. We'll believe in that. Obviously, we get there rarely, and we should be there much more often. But if we take that now, that's a national level, but bring it home to my house, my wife, my children, my neighbor, the people I work with, that's where it gets granular, and that's where you get tested all the time. Thank God we don't get tested with a 9-11 attack all the time, but we get tested all the time with the words I say and the way I act, and what I do with the people around me. You focus so much on what we do with our children and how we do in our families. The honor that you give to your children. What? I don't have to give honor to my kids. They're my kids. They mm-hmm. have they to honor, honor me. me. Yeah. yeah, they should. But honor, in fact, Kevin Gerald preached years ago or, or talked about it years ago, and we began doing it at our church years ago. It's that phrase we would say, Honor. Honor up, so you find the people that you look to that are your leaders and directors, or, or pastors, or teachers, or you honor up. I give honor to those above me. I would no more walk into a place that a man of honor would be in a, a woman of honor. I, um, Joyce Myers, I'm going to just use Joyce Myers. I wouldn't walk up and say, "Hey, Joyce." I don't know her. I know of her. I'm going to give her honor. When I walk in to see her, I'm going to, I'm going to give her honor. I, I would not just use my little first name deal like, hey, we're buddies. Now, she may tell me to do that later, but I'm going to walk <laughs> in and start with honor to her. I would say Pastor Myers or Ms. Joyce or whatever is fitting in that room. So I honor up. Then I honor down. <clears throat> That's the part some people get confused on. You honor down. You honor the people that serve under you. You honor the wait staff at the uh, restaurant. Mm -hmm. You honor your children. Mm -hmm. How? Well, when I was like a teenage boy, there was no house, no room in my house. My daddy couldn't walk in at any time. I mean, there was none of that stuff. Hey, that's their room. I can't walk in. Ah, That never happened (laughs) at this house. But there was honor. It would hit the door, knock, knock, coming in, and he gave you a second. If you needed to pull your robe on or whatever, you would change your clothes, got a the bathtub, whatever, knock, knock, coming in. You'd say, hey, give me a second. Okay. But if you didn't say anything, knock, he's coming in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's coming in. But he honored... Just by that, they honored by saying, yes, you're beneath me, you're below me, but I honor down, and then we honor all around. We should look at a clock while we do this so we would honor the time of our listeners. We honor one another. We're sitting across the table from each other, and Kevin walks in right now. He's going to go, that's great. He he won't even process the thought. That's great. My wife's on one side of the table. My wife walks in. Giselle's going to go, oh, that's great. He's on this side of the table. Our spouses, we know, would never even have that thought because we've gotten so far past that. But in marriages and places where people have been dishonorable, opening the door and walking in and we're sitting five feet apart across the table, some would go, oh, thank God it was that way. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not a battle you and I would even face, but there are people listening to you that do face that because honor has been broken. Right. And now it's trust and honor that has to be rebuilt. So honor is at every phase. It's above you, should be above you, should be below you, should be around you in everything you do.
1: Right. That's good. Well, you know, I know even just in my own home with my kids, you can educate them, you can train them, you can set them up for success. But I do think one of the greatest avenues for promotion and development is teaching our kids to honor people. First Peter two seventeen through 19. I just want to read it. Honor everyone love the brotherhood fear god honor the emperor servants be subject to your masters with all respect not only to the good and gentle but also to the unjust and i have i've really tried to instill this in my children that not everyone they ever serve or bosses that they're ever going to have are going to seem deserving of honor. But if they will be the more mature ones, if they will push to honor whenever they can, even when it's uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. there's always going to be a blessing there. And usually it's promotion, but dealing with difficult people, still maintaining a level of respect for them, Mm -hmm. even if it's just for the sake of their title, It's almost like a lost skill. But as parents, if we can instill this into our children, it'll be noteworthy. They'll be standouts because they're honoring this way.
0: The way that um, our kids know if we live that is how we Honor the people around us. Right. So we can tell them, look, I want you to honor your teacher at school. And, I, and when she's talking, you don't talk and you listen and you do. And you, you know, depending on what grade they are, how we say that, but we tell them that. And then while we're cooking dinner, we say, my boss, he is the worst human I have ever met in my life. He is absolutely a waste of skin. I cannot. Well, when they hear us dishonor, yeah. then their response is, okay, I can't do what you said because I've heard what you said you tell me one thing and you do something else and that old deal of you know don't do as I do do as I say doesn't work not at all and even in that scripture uh, in first peter when he talked about honoring those like governmental leaders that's a difficult thing mm-hmm. right now in our polarized society to be able to learn that i can honor a position of a person that i don't agree with that's maturity Right. A man told me two days ago, This president is not my president. And I just kind of went, Oh, you know, okay, I went with it. It's a, a guy that I do some business with, doesn't go to church or anything. And so he then he said it later. So this president is not my president. And finally, his name is James. I said, uh, James, have you moved to Mexico or Canada? <laughs> he said, No. Well, then he is your president. You may not like it, you may not agree with it, but he's your president. Mm-hmm. Keely. There's so many things that our current president does and believes in that are counter to everything I hold dear. Mm -hmm. But if I got word, the president is coming to Houston and wants to come by your church, I would call him Mr. President, mm-hmm. and we would honor him. Mm-hmm. We would honor that office. And I know some mm-hmm. people listening right now may be going, oh, on, no, no, I don't know that. I'm honoring the office. If I don't honor the office of someone that I disagree with, I can never expect anyone to honor an office of something that I happen to believe in. Mm. And what happens is people think, well, I'll honor when I want to. You don't get to do that. Mm-hmm. That's like, I'll drive on the side of the road when I want to. If not, I'll drive on the other side. There'll be a death. Something dies every time you get out of your lane of honor, mm. and it's going to blow something up somewhere. You speak harshly to your children. You speak harshly to your, your spouse that is a seed. Mm -hmm. It goes in the ground. It doesn't mean, oh God, it's all over. It goes in the ground. And later when it comes back harsh, we act surprised. Well, I don't know why in the world Mm -hmm. that happened. Well, I do. Mm -hmm. We sowed those seeds and we sowed them in a moment of dishonor. I'm so much against abortion. It would be hard for me to express how far I deeply believe that. But I can tell you now, the guy that bombs the abortion clinic is as wrong as he can be. Yeah. And I don't honor, even though his belief would be mine as far as the right of life, I don't honor his actions at all because I disagree with him so deeply. Mm-hmm. See, that becomes a conundrum for people. They're right. like, wait a minute, I don't know how to do this. Because everything operates on honor, everything. Mm-hmm. Without honor, it's going to blow apart. Peter was writing correctly. He said if you can only honor the people that you like, mm-hmm. and I don't know that's really honor. That's right. just kind of like we're on this side. Mm-hmm. But when you can honor you gonna honor you, disagree with you and honor you. Mm-hmm. That there's the test of honor. Right. You know, that's how people say I'm honest and I'll sometimes ask, well, have you ever had a chance to be dishonest? Mm-hmm. Well, no. Well, then at this point it's a theory. It's not until it gets tested. That we know, yeah, yeah, I am honest. It's good. You know, somebody overpays you on something and you go, ooh, I got to take this back. Some people go, Hey, look at the blessing. I got $20 extra. Why would it be a blessing that someone miscounted change? That's not a blessing. That's a mistake. Right. And God, he doesn't have to do it that way. Mm -hmm. So you would honor them by going back and say, Hey, listen, when you counted this out, I did that once and the girls. No, I didn't mess up. You you will. Tonight, when you settle your cash drawer, you're going to be $20 short. So put this in your pocket. And when you're $20 short, reach there and pull it out because I am quite sure that you Mm -hmm. gave me back too much money. Honor whenever you see it. Honor when you don't. Those are the things. It's the daily things. I wish it would be, all right, here comes a moment to honor everybody. Pull together, get the pep rally going, all of us together now. Let's all spell (laughs) honor. We don't do that. Mm -hmm. It's honor in every small thing. Right. And when you learn how to do it, then it is like balance. Mm -hmm. It's just like you don't think about it. Mm-hmm. You just
1: do it. Right. And that's well, what Well, think, thinking about the small things, and I know you did this with your kids, and I've done it with mine, but the whole yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir, I think some people think, well, that's just a Southern thing, but what, is there something to that?
0: It is so much not just a Southern or a uh, just a cultural thing. It is a delineation in the mind of a child. Mm-hmm. So the child will know when they're speaking, I'm speaking to someone who is older than I am, someone that I was taught to respect. Now, I was taught yes sir, no, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. To the point, I don't think about it now. Sir is part of the word yes. No is part of the word ma'am. It's no, ma'am. No, sir. Yes, sir. No. And I've had people many times, I'm I'm traveling up north, they say, you don't have to call me sir. Mm -hmm. And I've said, well, actually, I do. Well, I know it's just your culture. No, actually, that's not that's not right. the case. I honor you mm-hmm. by, I don't even know what all God is going to do in your life. This is one thing I've said about church. The reason you say, if it's your church, you say Brother Smith or Mr. Smith or whatever you use, God has you in his hand. He's doing something with you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to treat you common. And so whenever I teach my children that, I taught them whenever you're talking to your friend and the door opens and adult comes in, stop talking and stand up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Stop talking and stand up.
1: There you go.
0: If they want to talk to you, then they have your attention. You have okay. their attention and, and they can say it. If they're not, they'll walk on past. You sit right back down and go on through conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know them, but they might have something they need to say to you. Well, that's crazy. Why would I honor that? There you go. There you go. It's the honor. That's what it should be. That's where we stand. So with my grandchildren, their parents, my children will say, they'll say, yes, yes, yeah, yes, ma'am. And because I've had people ask through the years, how did you train them? I can't get mine to do it. Every time they talk. Every time. We say it. Mm-hmm. And we say it back to them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'll say, yes, sir. My son, Casey. Hey, dad. Yes, sir. I say it to him. I said it when he was small. Mm-hmm. Why would you call a child, sir? I'm training him. Right. I want him to hear this. I was in Boston not that long ago. And the accent, Boston, the car by the curb, you know, and the harbor. Mm -hmm. And I'm listening to all of that. Those people don't know. They're not saying, hey, stretch this. Put an accent on this part. Mm -hmm. It's what they've heard all their lives, and that's what they repeat. Mm -hmm. So you repeat what you heard. So if I say, yes, ma'am, to my daughters, then they're going to say, yes, sir back to me, or they're going to look at their mother and say, yes, ma'am. But if my adult children came in right now, Keely, they would look at you and say, hey, Miss Keely, Mm -hmm, that's exactly what they would say. Yes, I know. And even in conversation when I would be saying Keely and and I are going to do a podcast, my daughter who's in her late thirties would say, oh, I love Miss Keely. And Mm -hmm. I would have just said Keely. Right. She would have said Miss Keely because when she was six, instead of 36, Mm -hmm. when she was six, we were saying Miss Keely. We were saying, we, we said that all the time. If I was going to talk to her about you, let's say she's six, I would say, Hey, Miss Keely is going to be at the office today. That's what I would have called you. Mm -hmm. Just like we did with our school teachers. Mrs. Smith is going to be doing this, that. We expected that. We wanted that. And you get what you do.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You don't get what you hope. You get what you do. Right. And so we started very young using that over and over and over. And now we expect that. Our church does that. Mm -hmm. And I haven't stood up and said, you're in trouble if you don't. (laughs) Ever so often, I'll say, let me tell you why I speak this way or why we say this. I would never look somebody you know that your listeners won't, but uh, Billy Coffey. Mm-hmm. This really kind of just rolled in my heart and mind whenever I heard his story. Uh, when I met him, Billy and Martha Coffey, I said, uh, hello, Mr. Coffey. Uh, hello, Ms. Coffee. I'm glad to meet you. And that's what they've been to me ever since they've been right. a part of this church for years. Mm-hmm. Well, Mr. Coffey's probably in his mid to late 70s, I mm-hmm. guess. Maybe Somewhere closer to 80s. He Maybe. He may He's African-American. Mm-hmm. He's been here ten years, maybe. I love them. They're on our prayer team. Mm-hmm. Wonderful people, Mr. and Mrs. Coffee. When I see them, that's who they are. Right. When all this horrible stuff happened a few years ago, and the racism got turned up so hot in this country, mm-hmm. there were several. Uh, according to what I heard, I, I haven't heard this firsthand. I've heard the people that said Mr. and Mrs. Coffee were approached. You know, well, I mean, are you going to go to a church with a black pastor? Because there were so many that said, "I, I can't go to church when there's a white pastor." And Mr. Coffee's response was, No, I'm not. And one of them asked, This is in a group of our men's group. This is probably about eight or 10 men standing there. Mm-hmm. So I've heard it from multiple sources. He said, Pastor Brett is the first white man that ever called me Mr. Coffee. Mm. No, I'm not walking. I've been honored. Wow. And I went, Oh, holy smokes. I didn't yeah, think of realized. that when I said it because I would have said Mr. Coffee if I had met him one time. Mm hmm because it's innate within me. It's what I believe. And that's what we teach. And right. that's what we do. It's the right thing. How is it a wrong thing to give honor?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How is it wrong to treat someone with a level of respect above what you even know they deserve? Mm. Did that cost you anything? Well, I'll wait. And I'll have them prove it. What a terrible society that everybody has to prove everything. Right. What if we just led with it? I'm just going to believe you're an honorable person. I'm just going to believe you're going to do right things. I'm just going to believe that that's who you're going to be. And then later you may prove me wrong, but a lot of times, most of the time, you're going to prove me right because people love feeling respected and honored. We love it. God did that to us. The Lord set honor In his creation, from the very beginning, Mm -hmm. from the very beginning, honor became part of the currency of who we are. A marriage isn't a marriage without honor. A marriage without honor can be measured in days and weeks. Mm. A marriage with honor can be measured in decades. Because if you don't have honor... Mm You won't have the currency to make this thing work. It's the fuel that, that goes on. It's like love and trust. People get those confused. Mm-hmm. You know, They'll say, um, but I love him. You know, I love him. And then they follow with, but I can't be married to him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I love Johnny, but I don't trust Johnny.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: People misquote scripture of Job when he says, even if he slays me, yet will I trust him. A lot of times they'll say, yet will I love him. It doesn't say love because you can love someone you don't trust. Mm. I love Joe deeply, but I don't believe Joe's at Firestone. He says that's where he's going to be, but I don't trust him. He's not there. I have some family members. My uncle had a a cousin that was a terrible, terrible drug addict, and he said, you can come here and eat. I'll feed you. I'll make sure you got clothing. But whenever we get done with the meal it's getting close to night, you're going to have to leave. And I'm talking about a teenager. He had to do that because he stole everything in the house. Mm. I, I don't trust you. I love you. Mm -hmm. I weep for you. So honor, it's on the same rail. Wow! It's going to come with the same train. Mm -hmm. You get love and honor and respect. They all live together. That's mayonnaise, mustard, and ketchup. They go on (laughs) about everything. You need them. It's part of what you do. Wow! It's part of who Mm -hmm. we are.
1: Well, family, I hope that you're getting this. I mean, we could explore this topic for hours, but I hope that you realize that honor is... Caught, not just taught, it is mostly modeled, and you know what? It is not going to be easy a lot of the time. You've got to make a conscientious choice to do it. Honor is not automatic a lot of times, and this may be a whole new topic or thing that you've thought about, but I'm telling you, it will open up untold avenues of blessing for you. And Pastor Brett, this has been such a rich discussion today, the time it has really flown by, and I just want to thank you for investing in our Generation Arrow family. We can never go wrong when we honor.
0: We never can. If we honor, we are fulfilling the very thing that God made when he created man. The Bible said that God was mindful of man. Yet he thought of him. And the scripture says that he made man just a little lower than the angels and crowned him with glory and honor. Mm. That's the two things the scripture says. So God, the creator, said, I will honor what I have created. Therefore, all creation should honor. Honor up, honor down,
1: honor all around. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor, would you be so kind to pray for all the parents listening today? I want to do that before we go.
0: Heavenly Father, we come to you in the righteous name of Jesus because we honor what you told us to do when you said everything we should do, we should do it in his name. Lord, I am asking for you to place a special anointing on Keeley to be able to lead and direct so many people that need to hear what you have revealed to her and need to absorb what she has proven in her life. Lord, I pray for the people listening to this podcast. Some may be while it's fresh, right after we've done this, and some maybe years to come, that they would be able to hear these words and take them as seed into the ground that their lives would be filled with the seeds of honor that they would say, I'm going to take a chance and we'll step out here and I'm going to honor in advance. And they walk in honor. They, they talk in honor that you would teach them how to think through what they're going to say and run it past the honor bar to make sure it can get over that bar that you would help them in their daily walk, one with another, to maybe walk back and say, I need to apologize. That didn't sound very honorable, and repeat what they need to say. Lord, inculcate this into our minds, just as you have put every facet of our spiritual man and physical man in need of instruction, where we have to seek your word for wisdom and guidance. Let this honor be just as much an important part of what we do as the rest of what we do. Lord, I pray each person listening shows honor and receives honor and gives honor to you in all things. In Jesus' name I pray,
1: amen. Amen. Well, sir, thank you so much and may God bless you for the blessing that you've been to all of us today. And family, if you have not followed our Generation Arrow Instagram or Facebook page, I've left those links in the show notes. I promise I'm going to keep on posting valuable parenting content to help you raise your children to fulfill their God-given purpose. So until next time, be abundantly blessed and may our arrows be mighty on the earth.
0: We hope this podcast has enriched your life and given you some valuable resources on raising your children. For more information about Generation Arrow, visit our website at generationarrow.life. That's generationarrow.life. And may our arrows be mighty on the earth.